Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. We start a new series today, The Wealth Files. It's going to be short. It's only three weeks. Yeah. Can someone bring me a copy of the Straightforward Financial Growth book quickly? Uh, They used to be all over the place. Thank you, Jesus. Uh Pastor Isaac, thank you for the discernment to know where to go. This book contains a lot of the practical information you need to know about how to grow your money. Uh, I, I thought Pastor Isaac was phenomenal in his ministry to us this morning. It must be the wife. Yeah, I know because I have one. 19 years. Hey! Pastor Ari is in the house! Come on now. Please have your seats. Sometimes I, I wish I was just an announcer and I didn't have to put just announce things. <laughs> she looks 16. The husband has something to do with it. But who am I? The Bible says don't blow your own horn. So let me continue. <laughs> the horn is blowing itself. Wow. No, I, I wanted you to know that uh, Pastor Angie has done a great job uh, training and raising all these other worship leaders that you are now experiencing, including Esther Fall. So, yeah, when you find her, just say, woman of God. Yeah, and then move on. Now, straightforward financial growth has the details of how you can practically grow your personal economy. Okay? We all want the government to grow the economy but the economy is like a wall and the wall has bricks and mortar and much of what the government does is bringing the mortar to put together the what? The bricks. But the bricks that's you. That's your household economy. That's your company. The big economies of this world, like the U.S. economy, are not great because of the government. They are great in spite of the government. What makes the American economy work is all those other people. Tesla, IBM, Microsoft, Apple, Google, farmers, manufacturing, all of that. And all of those things are done by individual companies. Am I making sense? Now, if you sit there and think that one day you will wake up and the government has built the economy, it's like expecting someone to build a wall without the bricks. Am I making sense?
if ten thousand people from worship harvest acquired enough wisdom hmm, to build your net worth through investment business etc to a million dollars just a million that would be a 10 billion dollar economy now remember our national budget is about um, how many billion dollars it's not too high it's around the same am i making sense but that can happen when you personally take those steps and save money okay first of all work save money invest the money into different economic avenues and hopefully one of these days we'll be investing in factories and industry and manufacturing because it takes quite a bit of money. But some of the manufacturing, by the way, is not that expensive. It's just a mindset. Yeah. One of our friends, uh, Eunice, she has a, a toilet paper factory at her house. Yeah, behind the house, in the compound. She makes toilet paper. She featured there on uh, Business Garage. That's what, when we say manufacturing, that's what we mean. It's not just a big warehouse the size of this room and you're employing 200 people you you don't start like that you start small anyway so i wanted to share this book because we will not be able to cover all the things in this book we are going to take a little bit of a different route these three weeks but the practicals are in here anywhere okay anywhere in here so please get yourself a copy of the straightforward financial growth book and it will be available is anyone's birthday today 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 with no forgery like today okay uh, too many years of serious wealth huh? now i'm i'm going to teach you something slightly different but i want to give you like a framework of thought for the practical aspects of finance which we will not cover a lot in this series but I want you to have the framework of thought so that when you read the book and you interact with other people at least you know how to start the conversation does that make sense can you give me that slide of my framework of thought so the forges of finance personal finance is one is you get it you get it you go out there and solve problems and you are paid for it money is a reward for solving problems money is a reward for solving problems money is not what your boss pays you for showing up to work because if you have a boss pay me mentality you are very limited in your thinking and i can tell you can i tell you something now someday the lord just said that rich people are able to convert their time 
into tangible resources and products. That's what makes them wealthy. So it's about your conversion rate. What's the value of every second of your life? Economically. I'm not talking about your value in Christ. That one, it, it was already paid for. You are seated in the heavenly places, but you're operating on earth. So, the first is what? You get it. How do you get it? You go and solve problems. You work. You start something. You supply beans, tomatoes, accounting services. Name it. And then you are compensated. T.F. Eka said you will be compensated according to the value that you bring to the market. Just check with your neighbor and see suspect what value they bring to the market. I like to say that both surgeons and butchers deal with meat. But they are compensated wildly differently. Moreover, one uses a lot more energy and cuts a lot more meat while the other one just a little incision. But the compensation have you understood? So Putting all that together, the person who determines how much money you made last week is you. No one else is in charge of how much money you make. The person who determines how much money you make this week is the one seated in your chair. Ah. So when you get it, get it. Gone. Yeah. They say there are three ways to get wealth. One, you inherit it. Like you know King Charles two you marry into it keep looking straight don't, don't, don't look anywhere and then three is you work for it and from looking around I think that for most of us it is option three because I was watching TV yesterday, I didn't see you. When the royal family was going to check the flowers, you were not there. So you, you are in category three. Work for it. <laughs> A friend of mine who's here, between Two, two friends of mine, between them, the two of them, they were married. You know, when you're married and, you, you know, marriage minus money equals problems. Misery, yeah. <laughs> M minus F equals M. Yeah, marriage minus money equals misery. There's a reason why Adam got a job before he got a wife. If, if you understand what I'm saying, salt. Yeah. Oh, yes. Even those in a certain section who don't want to be as if they are hearing me. I'm saying there's a reason Adam got a job. Yeah. By the way, did, did you enjoy the sweetly defined story today on, on business garage? I was lock, locked in. I was listening in. Mm. We are, we, 
So, where were we? <laughs> Marriage, yeah. Yes, so these friends of mine, between the two of them, they were making one million shillings. Yes. UGX, two people. One M per month, in case you thought it was per day. Yes. Now, as you can imagine, things were not okay. Mm. On several levels. Then they came and attended a straightforward financial growth mastermind, which I was facilitating. Nowadays, we have lots of SFFT coaches who facilitate those masterminds. But at that time, I was also still participating. And in six months, from around July of that year, to January. By January they were making 10 million a month. Yeah, same people. Same people just re, we had to re-engineer the thinking. That's all we needed to do. Yeah. And some of you if I could re-engineer your thinking, I can get you to earn 10 times what you earn right now. But you would have to allow me to re-engineer your thinking and and give you, yeah, even Pastor Angie yeah, she'll tell you when we first did this thing I told her, put together your annual income she could only come up with that much was it like 20 yeah, like getting to 20 million a year was a problem then I told her you're going to make not less than 100 million shillings this year and I don't want any excuses yeah, so she went and worked and how much did you make by the end of the year? I had made around 130 M. Yeah, 130 from like 20. Why am I telling you these stories? It's the way you think. You think that it is the boss, the job, the economy, the president, that opposition. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, the person who possesses the head that makes the money is you. And the reason why I'm very insistent is that when we are terrible stewards of finances at a personal level then we go out there and they make us manager of a company pastor of a church something then it is the same head that destroys the resources at home now goes to another level uh, and now it is many people the same head the same head that can't manage money at home is the same head that can't manage money at work what a shock so what's the first G get it the second is get it in Uganda it's not too hard to make money actually it's not in fact, if you want to know how hard it is to make money, get out of Uganda. <laughs> you will come back and say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, very easy to make money in Uganda. You just get your sigiri, sit at the roadside and start roasting maize. Instant cash. That, it's not like that in other places. Yeah. It's not like that in other places. The barriers you have to go through to set up a business. 
These things I'm online now. Instagram page. Oh, we supply clothes. It's not like that. Now, our, our problem is we are good at chopping the money. We chop the money like a problem. Chop, 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 chop. Zephnaw Zendia. Sanemo Kutereka. Zephnaw Zendia. Sanemo Kutereka. Now say, far from me. Yeah. You got, yeah. Someone said, money talks. No, I'm telling you what someone said. They said, money talks. That it always says bye to me. And then his friend was like, at least for you, it says bye to you. So for me, it waves when it is coming, it waves. Shout, I am a money magnet. Oh, yes. So you guard it. If you don't guard the money, it will say bye to you. Yeah, some people are saying on Facebook, describe your financial life in a verse. One wrote, in the beginning, there was nothing. <laughs> and one went for John eleven thirty five. Jesus wept. Yeah, like when Jesus thinks about your financial situation, it's like Lazarus. Lazarus is dead. So you got it. You, that's saving. So go get a savings account. Yeah, all the people that I disciple, they have to save money every week. Those who are still obedient. Weekly. Not monthly, weekly. Because for us, we believe in making money daily. So if you're making money daily, you should be saving at least weekly. Don't look at me like that. It's not about the amount, it's about the discipline. And then you grow it. The savings, don't just save money, it will lose value. You have to invest it. So you invest and it starts growing. Now give it is across all the... You should be a generous person. That's the end game anyway. So does this make sense? Now let me throw in a thing for you to, to concretize it. Say so 20%. Now, if you take 20% and you apply it across the four Gs, give me back the four Gs. These people have seen the 20%. You are going to grow financially by intention rather than by accident. What do I mean? Get it. Every year, you should increase your income by at least 20%. If you made 100 million this year, next year aim at 120. Now, if you aim at nothing, you'll always hit it every single time. Pooh, hit it. 
hit it. Now, so you have to have a, something you're aiming at. 20% increase per annum. That's the only way you're going to be ahead of the inflation. Now, guard it. Of all the money you make, you should save at least 20%. At least 20%. That's what Joseph did for Egypt to save them from hunger. If you're going to have money in your latter years, you must be saving 20%. Now, when you save money and you're investing, make sure that your investments are growing by at least 20% per annum. Minimum growth rate of your net worth should be 20% per annum. And then in the giving, make sure you're giving not less than 20% of all your income. 10% tithe, 10% generosity to other causes. Q-E-D. I think I've finished like a, a whole course on personal finance now. Yeah. Pastor Ari and I, when we started trying out the saving thing, we started by 10%. And then we discovered 20% was the right biblical model. So we went for 20%. So you're, spend, you're saving 20%, you're tithing 10%, you're giving 10%. So we are spending 60%. Our vision is to tithe 10%, give 10%, spend 10%, and invest 70%. And we are well on our way towards achieving it. But you must start today, and then you keep going. These are disciplines. Am I making sense? Okay. But first, the main point. First, the main. Deuteronomy 8.18. I see now you're already excited. You're going to make money. And you know, I believe in you guys, uh, all of us making a lot of money. And you're going to find out why. Together. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. He says you shall remember the Lord your God. He gives you power to get what? Yeah. Whoever told you that poverty is a mark of holiness hadn't read this scripture. Don't go around thinking that the poorer you are, the holier you are. No, please. Yeah. It will shock you the kind of people God used in the Bible. It, if you ever read the Bible properly, it will shock you the kind of people God used in the Bible. On the most part, they were all people of means. They were all people of means and people of influence. Joseph, Abraham, Jacob, Solomon, David. None of those were broke guys. Okay. So, God gives you power to get what? Why are people as if... Is this the Bible? When I say to get what, then people don't say anything. 
When you say nothing, it means it gives you the power to get nothing. God gives you power to get what? Yeah. Wealth. And that he may... Why? There is a purpose. The wealth coming your way has a purpose attached to it. Where purpose is unknown, abuse is inevitable. I think that's a quote from... Who knows who said Miles Munro. Yeah. Where purpose is unknown, abuse is inevitable. That's why you have people landing in some little money. You know, there is where money is quite a bit, eh? it has reached here. But there is someone, it is just at the uncle level. Ah, and they disappear. You can't even swim in it. Yeah. <laughs> now, where, where what? Purpose is unknown. Abuse is inevitable. So you need to know the purpose. And actually, if you knew the purpose, you would quickly conclude that you're making very little money today. The reason you're probably satisfied with your current income is you don't know the purpose. You think your money is for you to live on. Please. Even Jesus said, look, the birds, they don't make any money. But they are kawa. So, if living on, that's not the point. Otherwise, you're lowering yourself to bad level. So, he said, he gives you the power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is this. Now, the fathers in the book of Deuteronomy, if, if you ever go and search for fathers in Deuteronomy alone, you get more than 12 verses that show you that the fathers being referenced here are Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Those are the fathers of Israel. And so he's saying that he's giving you power to get wealth so that he may establish the covenant that he swore to these people. Are you following? Now, we get a clue when we see the repetitions of God's utterances to both to, to, to the three both of the three is not correct English so to the three to all of the three alright give me those verses Genesis 12 3 this is God to Abraham what does he say together one two three I will bless those who and I will curse him who and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Genesis 26, 4. This is to Isaac. What does he say? And I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give to your descendants all these lands. And in your seed are all, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. That's to Isaac, to Jacob. Uh huh. Twenty-eight, fourteen. We one, two, three. We go. Uh huh. No. Uh huh. And in you, all the. So the thing he told these people that in you, Abraham. Isaac, Jacob, and through your seed, 
all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Not one nation. Remember, from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob came physically one nation. What's that nation called? Israel. But now God is talking about not one nation, but many nations. And I want to remind you where we are coming from. That he's giving them power to get wealth for that purpose. Now, let's go to Galatians 3.8 because Paul picks up this same line in very interesting ways. He says, under scripture together, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles, not the Jews. The Gentiles by faith preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand saying, and this is the gospel, open quotes, in you all the nations shall be blessed. It was prophetic. Because he says in the very next verse, so then those who are of faith, are, are there people here who are of faith in Christ Jesus, are blessed with believing Abraham. You're, you're following. Now what is blessed? Give me Psalm 133 verse 3 which Pastor Isaac ably. It is like the dew of Hammon we are reading descending upon the mountains of Zion for there the Lord commanded the blessing. What is the blessing? Life forevermore. That is the blessing. Eternal life. John 17 3 says and this is eternal life that they may know you the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. No is not know about. No, rather to know intimately. The Bible says Adam knew Eve and she conceived and gave birth to Cain. So you, you know, before we did the discipleship evangelism course with Andrew Womack, we used to think that eternal life starts after you've died. That you, you are now in temporary life. Then, boom, you die. Then eternal life. What a shock. Now we found out, if you ever do the discipleship evangelism course, it is the first lesson. Eternal life. Eternal life is the knowledge of God. And it begins now. In First John 5, he says, I've written to you that you may know that you have eternal life. When you get born again, if you are not born again and you get born again today in this service, immediately, not later, immediately, your life with God will begin. Eternal life. That's why you shouldn't postpone to give your life to Jesus on your bed, sick bed. Because to be... You'll have missed out on all the benefits of eternal life now. Uh, say, I'm understanding. So, what is eternal life? Knowing God intimately. When is it available? Right now. What is the blessing? Eternal life. Life forevermore. What was Abraham promised? Through you, 
and all your seed, all the nations shall be blessed. What does that mean? All the nations shall receive eternal life. That's why the context, quickly give me uh, Galatians 3, 8. That's why the context has things like God would justify the Gentiles by faith. Justification is where God renders you righteous. Not because of what you've done, but because of what Jesus has done. Which is what we call salvation. What we call righteousness. Does, does that make sense? And he said God knew that this thing, he was going to give it to the whole world and then he started telling Abraham in you and your seed all the nations shall be what a beautiful blessing think about it give me Galatians 3 13 14 uh, and we shed more light 13 14 thank you Jesus I can do all things including finishing this sermon in time Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law having become a curse for us which is written cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree now that Christ you're using that cross he's no longer there because he's risen but imagine if he was there this is what he's doing verse 14 is what is the purpose uh -huh. that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith give me verse 16 verse 16 verse 16 verse 16 double click now to abraham and his seed where the promises made he does not say unto seeds as of many but as of one unto your seed who is christ so when he was saying in you and your seed all the nations shall be blessed he was talking about in you and christ that's why matthew 1 1 says the book of the genealogy of jesus christ the son of david the son of abraham now give me verse 29 of galatians 3 verse 29 it says and if you are christ if you belong to christ you are an else according to the promise the promise of what being a blessing to other nations give it to me in the passion translation some people who are listening to us on radio need to hear because they are not reading it and since you've been united to jesus the messiah you are now abraham's child and inherit all the promises of the kingdom realm promises to abraham that's a very interesting rendering do you have something else in there that would be helpful anyway esv and CEV try ESV and if you are Christ okay it's the same thing CEV so if you belong to Christ you are now part of Abraham's family and you'll be given what God has promised Abraham what did God promise Abraham in you other nations shall receive eternal that's why we do evangelism They will not receive it just like that. We have to go. Now he says that is why he gives you the power to get wealth. Now 
question to self. Self being me, self being you. How many souls is my money winning every week? Because souls are for purchase. How many souls is your money winning every week? Because that's where you were given the money. The less you invest, the fewer souls you win. Yeah? You see, to set up a church where you, you have all the layers of systemization which lead to missional communities going for evangelism every week it costs money yeah just last week we had to distribute tv screens 55 inch to some of our newer locations with stands it, is, it costs money the people who are watching me now it costs money Does it make sense? It costs money to plant churches. We've planted almost 50 churches in the last two years. It costs a lot of money. We are building five, is it five? 13 different projects. It costs a lot of money for those churches to be there so that they can equip missional communities and train and disciple and send. It costs money to do outreaches. We've been doing outreaches lately. It costs money. So you have to ask yourself if this is the purpose, how much of the money that God has given him, how much, how many souls is my money winning? Take me to Luke 6 because Luke 16 because I must need to move into response time. He was faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in unrighteous mammon, that's why he was calling it least. Money. For those who don't know unrighteous mammon, that's money. Who will commit your trust the true Riches between you and I, in God's eyes, what, what do you think is the true riches to God? Do you think it is uh, buildings, cars, shoes, clothes? The true riches to God is people. People. And He says, if you can't even, if you are unfaithful with money no one is going to give you people because it is that which gives you the other you can't have souls without investing cash then sings my soul because it's too quiet verse 12 and if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? What is another man's? You know, between you and God, God decided that 10% would be his, 90% yours. Hmm? 
It's called the tithe. The Bible says the tithe belongs to the Lord. You have that scripture that in Leviticus that I gave you. Tithe belongs to the Lord. Just throw it out. And all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land, the fruit of the tree, of the Lord, it's the Lord. It is holy to the Lord. It is separate to the Lord. It is holy. It is holy to the Lord. It is like it doesn't belong to you. You can't touch it. You can't access it. It's like, it's like, it's like you, you're touch, touching in his eye. Mm. Because it is holy to the Lord. You know, like if a person is married, like Pastor Angela here, she's, she is holy to Dr. Emmanuel. Now, if you, you come and start, even the example is not good. What do you think his reaction is going to be? You're touch, touching in his eye. Do you get what I'm saying? A person who is married to a, a someone is holy, separated to that person. So at the tithe is separated to God. It is another man's. So if you're not faithful in that, who will give you your own? That's, that's what he asked. he asked. Who will give you your own? That's why you, you find that those of us who found out long ago that 90% is more effective than 100%. We sealed the deal. We are like, I please. And by the way, for those who want to be generous, your generosity begins with the 90%. When you tithe, you're not being generous. Yeah. If I go and borrow money from Daniel, if I borrow 100 million, then I start taking back 10 million every month. I'm not being generous. <laughs> it is not my money. So those, if you gave tithe today, you were not being generous. It is another man's. For me, I give my tithe and I give my offerings and then all the other things. I don't mix the two. Yeah, those who say, can I give my tithe to the, to the street children? That, it's not you. You are trying to. It's like you, you want to bless the street children so you come and ask for half for her wallet. Then you get out and start giving. Why are you giving someone else's thing? That which is another man's. What a blessing. Are you understanding the purpose? I asked Pastor Jared maybe how much it costs him to do one crusade. And he said 30 million. And I said, about how many people give their lives to Christ in one crusade? He said about 3,000. I did the math. 30 million divided by 3,000 is 10,000 shillings. It means the soul effectively is 10,000. In that context of crusades, the soul is 10,000. Now, of course, it takes a lot more to disciple the person to maturity so you can send them out. Business people have something they call the lifetime value of a customer. So it's not about just the person getting saved, but equipping them, praying, working with them until they become a zonal pastor who now also sends out mission or community leaders to... Yeah. So there is that. All that investment costs money. So, but just in the snapshot of a crusade, a 10K... 10 kepper soul. So if you don't have the money, you can't have the souls. My question again to you is, how many souls did your money win last week? Let's stand and pray.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your love. Thank you that you give us wealth to establish your covenant to our father Abraham that in him all the nations shall be blessed. All the nations shall receive Christ. Thank you for even this moment, this morning in your presence. Thank you because of your love that extends, that goes and goes and goes and goes. Your word declares that where, where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. Can you lift your voices and preference? That where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. Thank you that you reject none of us, but you keep reaching us, loving us, drawing us to yourself. Thank you for the unspeakable gift of salvation that we have received and that we walk in it and we rejoice in it. Thank you that you are showing us how we can participate in reaching even more people who are hurting. Thank you for the missional community that we saw here today from where you get it. Thank you for the testimony of Pastor Maria. Thank you that that one person is leading to the transformation of all these lives. Thank you, Lord. And so today, Lord, we, come, we give ourselves to you. Sometimes we have not, nothing much to offer but ourselves to you. Take my life, Lord, and let it be consecrated to you. That it will be about you, the rest of it. Thank you, Lord. We bless you. Amen. Now, friends, as everyone is praying, every eye closed, every head bowed, if you've never given your life to Jesus, this service is for you. Both here in the house and all the different locations and hosting centers and those who are watching us by yourself, wherever you are. If you say, Pastor, I've actually never committed my life to Jesus. I don't know him as my personal Lord and Savior. I want to pray with you. Just a short prayer. And, you'll give, and, and that will be it. Now I want you to put your hand up wherever you are if you have never given your life to Jesus. I want to see your hand. We're waiting for you. In this house. As everyone is praying. As everyone is minding their business. Put, put it up straight so I see it. Put it up and put it down. You put it up and put it down. I need to see it. If, if I haven't seen it, don't put it down. Just put it up and put it down. Just say I'm giving my life to Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Today is your day of salvation. Don't let it go by. You're why we are here. We are here for everyone, but we are especially for you. At all the locations, maybe a friend invited you and said, come, let's go to church. Oh, you've been coming, but you've never made a commitment to Jesus. I need you to put your hand up so we pray with you. Put it up straight. Put it up straight. You are the one we're waiting for. Thank you, Jesus. Put it up straight. Put it up straight. Okay. Is there anyone whose hand is up who would like to receive Jesus? If there are people, if there, if you are around someone who is making this decision, pastors, just walk to them. All right. Now. Amen. Salvation is the most important 
decision that you will ever make. I want to hope that all those who didn't put your hands up, you, you, you are walking with Jesus already. Alright? So, just let me check with your neighbor and say, neighbor, have you given your life to Jesus? And tell them, I can pray with you and you receive Jesus. Yeah, someone... Please pray with him over there. Pray with the, the person who has received. Someone has received Christ over at the balcony. We thank God for you. We thank God for you. Pastor Tony, please lead the person in prayer. Anyone else? We want to send someone to you wherever you are. And they will lead you in prayer. Don't, 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 let, don't let the opportunity go by, you know. It's the most beautiful thing. Knowing God intimately. Okay. So we thank God for that person who is giving their life to Jesus and also at the locations and in different spaces. Now, please. We thank God for all the salvation this morning. Two things. Money is spiritual. Money is spiritual. And I know that today um, as Apostle was teaching, many of us made the decision to start tithing beyond making more money you made the decision to start tithing okay so today 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 and there's someone thinking but from the beginning of the year i haven't been it's okay you didn't know now you know so you've made the decision to tithe so do it today if you need a tithe number the zona pastors are here they can get you a tithe number you can get an envelope at the end of the service. You can even do it now. And just write your name and say tithe. And start tithing. What have I learned? That when you acknowledge God, he acknowledges you. Yes? Yes. That when you acknowledge God, he acknowledges you. And he acknowledges you in so many ways. In your relationships, with your health. Yes. So some people today, before I pray for people that need healing... Your answer for healing is in you starting to tithe. Okay? So can we celebrate that? Because God has answered a prayer. God has answered someone's prayer. God is healing people in this room today. So whatever it is that you are suffering from, just get your right hand and put your hand there. If it's your chest, put it at your chest. If it's your back, just put your hand there. If you can't touch the place, just touch your chest. I, I get the sense that there are many people who are, have a sickness in a place they cannot touch. And God is dealing with that today. Just put your hand here. Just put your hand here. I put an end to sores in the name of Jesus. I put an end to itching in the name of Jesus. I put an end to lumps in the name of Jesus. I put an end to chest issues in the name of Jesus. Someone has been wheezing. I put an end to ch chest issues in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is moving. The Holy Spirit is moving. The Holy Spirit is healing. I put an end to tummy issues. Tummy issues. Be gone in the name of Jesus. Be gone in the name of Jesus. Be healed. Be healed, be healed, be healed. Someone is at home. You are trying to make the decision to come to church. And sickness kept you at home. Get up and go to church right now. You are 
well in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus head issues people have been getting pains in the head this week i put an end to it in the name of Jesus you are well sickness has been taken away from the midst of you people serving people serving mechanics i speak to you right now missionary leaders i speak to you right now zono pastors sickness has been taken away from your midst a couple of leaders i get the sense this week you've been struggling with your health your promise is that sickness has been taken away from the midst of you there shall be none barren among you so i speak multiplication and fruitfulness in all that you're doing in your businesses in your missional community i speak multiplication and fruitfulness in jesus name thank you father because you are here thank you holy spirit because you are healing we receive your healing and we receive it with thanksgiving and with a clapping of hands thank you lord thank you jesus amen amen um this is just an instruction um that i believe the holy spirit is giving to some of us in this room um when, when pastor glory was inviting apostle mose to teach he said that um god has anointed him to break the backbone of poverty through radical generosity in our time and i know that one of the ways that god has led him is to write the book straightforward financial growth um there are people here and the instruction to you is get that book buy it today start reading it this week and implement the things that are in that book because your victory financially is going to come from reading and practicing the principles in that book so please find a copy of that book this is a specific instruction to someone here find a copy of that book start practicing it read it practice the principles you're going to see an elevation in your finances effective this week in Jesus name amen amen so thank you father for today thank you for this service yes thank you for blessing us with yes. wisdom with your word oh yes thank you for the people who are receiving healing salvation oh yes and deliverance from poverty thinking that will be a powerful people oh, yes. in jesus name amen 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 amen, amen. For listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.